Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Drive Podcast with Josh Downs. Today's episode is episode 504, Learning to Let Go. I want to start out today by just giving you a quote, one that I've always loved and used multiple times, probably throughout several of these different episodes now. It's from C.S. Lewis, who once said while trying to comfort a dying friend that there are better things ahead than any we leave behind. The reason I want to start out with that is because today's episode is all about learning to let go. As you've noticed, there have been a lot of new changes that have come to this podcast one, we've changed the name from The Daily Drive to The Drive. Two, there's been a new cover. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I put a new cover out. I put a new introduction at the beginning of it. And uh, really, it's just taking on a new format for a new year where it's going to be weekly and there will be lesson plans associated with each one. Gives us an opportunity to change our focus a little bit more from daily to weekly and hopefully allow some of these things to sink in a, a little more deeply. Well, this has also provided a new opportunity for growth for me. And let me explain a little bit about what I mean by that. Going into today's episode, really up until, oh, what is this, 504 now episodes, for the most part, I have had a lot of what I've wanted to say written out. I love writing. It's always been a strength of mine, and I've actually felt more comfortable in being able to have a transcript that I can kind of follow along, play off of a little bit, but for the most part, I knew what I was going to say. Well, that's no longer going to be the case. As I've thought a lot about this and even had some discussions with others, I've come to the the understanding that this is going to be the next stage in my evolution as a speaker, as a writer, as a podcaster. And that is, in a lot of ways, learning to let go of elements that have helped me to feel safe. And one of those has been having these episodes basically thought out, scripted out, written out in advance. And I think, if I'm honest with myself, that one of the reasons I have done that is because I haven't felt completely safe or secure in myself in being able to do it without it, if that makes sense. It's always been a little bit of a security blanket to have the words basically typed up that you know I had thought out, kind of scripted a little to know what I was going to say before I even had to say it. And while in some cases that may be appropriate and, and necessary even, I really feel like in this case, in some ways it's been a hindrance. It's actually held me back a little bit from being able to achieve even more of my full potential. And I say that because I have felt that actually kind of spread in other areas of my life. A lot of times when I've given talks, there's been another aspect where I felt like I needed to have it all written out and then even there practiced and memorized to the point where I can just kind of get up and and be able to say it, you know, freely and have it appear natural, but yet it was very scripted. Um, I've also felt that when I've done different uh, functions like school assemblies and things, I've just had things very scripted out. And while that has been helpful at a time, especially at the beginning while I was doing all this, I think at this point now it's become a little bit more of a hindrance. It's been holding me back. I think those times prior to this 
have been a little bit like training wheels. Like I needed them to be able to, to kind of have the confidence to go forward and, and to do this in the way and, that I wanted to and, and in the quality level that I wanted to try to achieve. But moving forward, I'm going to change that a little bit. Instead of having things completely scripted out, I'm going to just use bullet points and do additional research and come up with the quotes and stories in advance and then just kind of share those in the right time and way as I feel appropriate and be a little bit more directed by the Spirit, I think is, is what I'm going for in making this particular change. The Lord has repeatedly said in Scripture things like, open your mouths and they shall be filled. Or, neither take ye thought beforehand what ye shall say, but treasure up in your minds continually the words of life, and it shall be given you in the very hour that portion that shall be meted out unto every man. And I remember reading all these kinds of different verses and thinking, I need to get better at that. I need to be able to just open my mouth and trust that the words will come. And you know what? I've had times and experiences where I've done just that, and I have felt those words and ideas just kind of flow into me and from me. And in a lot of ways, those are some of the the best discussions, comments, things that I've been able to communicate um, that I wouldn't otherwise have been able to do had I not just opened my mouth and trusted that the Lord would direct me in what to say. So moving forward in this podcast, there's going to be a lot more of that. It's going to be a lot more of me just trusting that after 500 episodes, I have treasured up enough (laughs) the, the wisdom that I need to be able to give you things that maybe are a little bit more directed from him, from God, right? That he's going to put those thoughts and ideas and stories and all those things that I've been studying so much about and preparing these episodes into my heart and mind and eventually mouth in a way that will be even more impactful to you. And certainly will be an opportunity for for me to grow. So moving forward, you're going to hear a lot more probably of of me stuttering a little bit, um, of me trying to gather my thoughts a little bit, probably more pauses than usual. But what that means is you're going to get a lot more real and raw from me and what I'm I'm sharing. And uh, hopefully feel a little bit more genuine, even and authentic in the process. And, uh, And I think that's a good thing. And that's what I'm hoping will will come out of this as I kind of move forward. You'll probably notice there's going to be some growing pains. Um, but I know that as I do this, as I take this next step, I'm going to get better at it. And it will flow a little bit more natural. Maybe up until this point, you haven't even been able to tell that I, I had things relatively scripted. And if that's the case, well, then I've done a good job. But um, I also know in talking to others that are more familiar with this platform and and with speaking in general, um, they've been able to tell. And, and I think that that's, that's important and, and insightful uh, for me to know and to, to recognize. And again, there's kind of been a, a motivation uh, for me in moving forward to being able to, to move to the next phase of what I want to do with this podcast. And that is to learn to be more genuine, authentic, and just kind of off the cuff with the thoughts, words, and ideas that come to my mind and trust that God will direct that as needed. And it wasn't that he wasn't there in the preparation beforehand, but there is something about, at least for me, in being able to to let go of what I have had scripted and just trust that he will show up for me. And I think this is kind of a metaphor for life. And that's what I want to share with you a little bit today as, as we go through this, this thought in this particular episode. And as always, would love your feedback on any of these. If you're like, hey, listen, Downs, this, this new format is just not working for me. Feel free to let me know 
But um, again, I'm going to give this a try for a little bit and see how it goes. And I want to start out by telling you a little bit of a story or an experience I had, in fact, just this weekend, where my daughter, uh, both daughters actually had a couple things going on on Saturday night, and uh, it just worked out that the best way for them to do that would be for my oldest daughter to drive and to drop my youngest one off at the thing that she had going on with some friends, and then my oldest could, could go visit and spend time with her friends. And, and I love seeing them take the initiative like this, especially my oldest daughter, and uh, to do this because I've noticed that it's this is a scary transition for her. It was for me in teaching her, <laughs> and it still is every time I watch them just drive away. Um, but I've also learned that it's necessary, that they need these experiences. Uh, she needs these experiences to be able to, to gain more confidence in herself and in her abilities, and that's going to translate into to more experiences and broadening her horizons, right, and helping her to just grow as an individual. So as they wanted to do this, of course, I was very supportive of it. And uh, it was, it was again, at night. They haven't really gone out driving a lot at night, and especially to new places. So I knew this was going to be a rather uncomfortable experience for them. There was a little bit of hesitancy, but they decided to, to go ahead and, and do it. And my oldest took off and, and drove and, and did exactly what I mentioned that they were going to do. Well, um, as it was getting late and I knew they'd be coming back, of course, I, I told my oldest uh, to make sure to message me when she uh, was leaving. So I knew that they would be, you know, coming home uh, relatively soon after that. And I just had the idea. I thought, you know what? Um, one, I was a little bit hungry, really hadn't had dinner. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'll have them pick something up on the way home. So there was that little bit of motivation, you know, to it. But the other aspect was, hey, this would be a good experience for them. I want her to enjoy driving. I want them to have fun in doing this and to enjoy it in a way that it'll make them again want to do it more, want her, make her uh, want to do it more and have more confidence in doing it. And so I said, hey, sweetheart, on your way home, why don't you stop by McDonald's and grab me a spicy McChicken <laughs> sandwich, maybe some fries and, and a drink. To which she laughed and said, yeah, okay, dad, I, I can do that. Uh, I know that she hadn't done that before. And, you know, that can be a scary thing. That's that's a very, uh, an adult thing to do. As as a kid, you know, that only happened with your parents. You went with them. They went through the drive-thru. They paid for it, all that kind of stuff. So I knew this would just be kind of a very, you know, adulting kind of an experience. And sure enough, it was. And uh, she came back. Uh, she had my spicy McChicken, um, my fries and, and a drink. They, they picked up some stuff for themselves. And we just talked a little bit about the experience and asked her how the driving went. She said, it went really good, Dad. It was really fun. She said, uh, I did uh, I did go through the drive through wrong. I actually drove past the window where I was supposed to pay. So I, I think she said I had to come back around <laughs> to do it. And I said, you know, sweetheart, that's okay. That's a part of the learning experience. And for her, what she had to let go of was her doubt, right? Her fear um, to be able to, to do it, to give it a try, and then to work through it and, and to let go of, of doing it perfectly, right? Uh, she made a mistake in that, and that was okay. And it didn't ruin the experience, but it just you know, gave her education uh, for the next time that she's going to do it. And she's a little bit more excited now, right, to take the car out and to go out and, and do some of that. And, uh, and I foresee a lot more late night runs, which, you know, is good for her, but also good for me. I don't have to go out. <laughs> she can start bringing me food. And that's one of the, the pluses, right, of, of having teenage kids. So I'm certainly looking forward to that. For me, I needed to learn to let go of control, right? And, and just trust that she'd be okay, that she'd be looking, she'd be looked after and taken care of in the, the right way 
um, and trust that, that God would watch out for them, right? As they they went and had these this kind of an experience. And so, and I, I share that because I again I really believe this relates to life. I, I believe that all of us are having experiences that are teaching us to learn to let go, to to learn to trust, to be able to be a little bit more flexible in the way that we think or perceive that life should go and accept just sometimes the way that it is or the way that it does go. And I know that that's not always easy, but I wanted to share this thought with you today because we've been talking a lot about you know this new year that's um, upon us and creating the kind of vision that we want, right? Setting powerful goals and intentions and and really seeing those things for what they are and going after them and and accomplishing them, right? And accomplishing them by creating systems, systems that are successful, that uh, allow room for error as well as success, right? And we've talked a little bit about habits and how habits are the building blocks of these systems and of really what it is that we want to create in our life. Well, I believe another aspect of this, an important aspect of this is also at times learning to let go of what we want or how we think that life should go. Which again, I know it isn't easy, but as we develop this ability and this capacity, it really frees us to enjoy life the way that it's meant to be enjoyed. It helps us to move from living from a place of expectation to a place of intention. I'll tell you, there's nothing more suffocating than living life through the eyes of expectation. Always having to have something turn out or go the way that you think it ought to go is an exhausting and disappointing and discouraging way to live life. Learning to let go reminds me a lot of the movie Star Wars that I remember watching and loving ever since I was a little kid. And if you'll remember, there's a scene right at the end where the Rebel Alliance is making this desperate run to destroy the Death Star before it gets in range to destroy their base. And one after one, X-Wing and Bomber fail and are destroyed. And really all it comes down to now is Luke. Luke is the only one left, the only one left with a chance to destroy this Death Star. And as he is making his run, as was customary for all these pilots, they pull down their targeting system and rely on it to tell them exactly when to take the shot that they need to take to have the best chance to to really get in the, the spot that it needs to get in to destroy the Death Star. And so Luke pulls down the targeting system as he's getting closer. You kind of see the numbers start to decrease, indicating that uh, you know it's getting close to the point in time where he needs to fire these, these torpedoes of his. Well, as he is doing that, of course, Obi-Wan's voice comes on to the, the, the movie, you know, through the, the sound clearly in, in Luke's mind and says, Luke, let go. <laughs> Luke, trust your feelings, right? And at first Luke kind of ignores that, doesn't pay attention to it. But then the second time you can tell it's starting to resonate with him. He gets the message and as hard as it must have been for him, he lets go. He shuts off his targeting system and just learns or is now learning to trust himself. And of course, everybody that is monitoring his his flight and, and his instruments tells him, Luke, what's wrong? Your targeting system's off. He says, it's okay. I, you know, It's going to be okay. I got this. 
And sure enough, at the right moment, at the right time, trusting himself, he takes the shot and, as you know, saves the day. I've loved that for that very lesson that it teaches about learning to let go of those things that we might be holding on to that can be holding us back, uh, keeping us from trusting ourselves. I think apart from trusting God, learning to trust ourselves is probably a close second. In fact, I might argue that they're very much one and the same, especially when we are doing things to connect ourselves with God. It is like he is with us, right? He is in us. It's it's those little thoughts and the little voice that, like Obi-Wan that kind of tells us what to do, when to do it. And, and then we have enough faith and trust in us and in that voice to act on it. But again, that oftentimes takes learning to let go of things that have caused us to feel safe and sometimes comfortable. And uh, it can be a scary thing and a scary, scary place to find ourselves. But I think that's a necessary part of this whole thing that we've been discussing about creating the kind of life that we want to have and to, to live is to learn to let go sometimes of whatever it is that may be holding us back or sometimes the way that we feel like our life should go or we want it to go. And instead, just learning to trust sometimes the bigger picture that we can't see. And that can be one of the hardest things about living life. Well, as I share a couple little thoughts and maybe experiences here just to wrap things up today, I want you to be thinking of, of what it is, maybe, maybe something in your life that you've been holding on to, that you've had a hard time letting go of. And it could be anything, right? Maybe there's, uh, again, a perceived way that uh, your life is supposed to go right now, that you're just sure this is the way it's supposed to be. Or there's an experience that you've had that you're having a hard time letting go of of something, right? Or there's a perceived hurt that you've had that you're just having a hard time, you know, letting go of. You just are holding on to whatever it is. I want you to think of what that is for you. I came across a, a little bit of a of a devotional, I guess I would call it, written by a woman named Carla Gassler from a website that was named At the Crossroads. And I love what she just kind of said about this idea of letting it go, of letting go, and how she related it to a closed fist and an open fist. Listen to what she says and be thinking about that thing that you may be holding on with a closed fist to when instead you need to learn or it would do you good to open it. She says, sometimes we close our fists desperately hanging on because we can't let go. We tightly cling because we fear losing control. Please don't take this from me. I cannot lose it. If I do, my whole world will fall apart. Other times, our clenched fists signal to the world that we won't let go. We have been painfully wronged, unjustly accused, or willfully maligned. If I let go now, nothing will ever change. People will continue to take advantage of me. I have to hold on to what little I have left. Because God created us with the need for love, acceptance, and security, it is our instinct to hold on even tighter when we feel these things slipping from our fingers. And we all do it, clench our fists, tighten our grip, and refuse to let go. And it's not that everything we are holding on to is necessarily bad or wrong. We can hold on to some really good things. It's just that we miss out on so much more, even better things, that God wants to give us. In another quote from C.S. Lewis, he said, A man whose hands are full of parcels can't receive a gift. She said, it took me quite a while to recognize this truth. By hanging to what I thought I could never let go, 
I refuse to give God space to move in my life. Even though He showered me with acceptance, forgiveness, and grace, I was incapable of receiving them with open hands. I could not, would not, let go of the parcels, more like the baggage, to accept His gifts. Why? Because in order to open your hands, you have to let go. And that can be a scary thing to do. What if I let go and find myself all alone? What if I forgive only to get hurt again? What if I do all the right things and still fail? What if I show my true self and people reject me? What if I surrender control and people take advantage of me? Well, the irony is that we need to let go in order to receive. Because the tighter we squeeze, the firmer we grasp. The stronger we clench, the more we lose. Lose control, lose peace, lose connection. In a great quote from Martin Luther, he says, I have held many things in my hands, and I have lost them all. But whatever I have placed in God's hands, that I still possess. Isn't that a great thought? I know that's one that has really resonated with me, especially with the place where I'm at right now. She continues in her article by saying, In our chaotic and uncertain world, it is tempting to firmly grasp those things that give us a sense of control and comfort. Our families, homes, jobs, friendships, activities, and freedoms. And if the past few months have taught us anything, this was written in 2020, by the way, it is this, only God is in control. And the harder we try to keep everything safe and secure in the palm of our hands, the more they slip through our fingers like grains of sand. I don't know about you, but it is exhausting trying to hold it all so tightly. I get weary, I get worn, and I get weak. And if closed fists can't receive anything, well, I think maybe I might be ready and willing to unclench my fists and try to offer everything to God with open hands instead. In a wonderful prayer from Lancelot Andrews called A Prayer for Letting Go, he says, I hand over to your care, Lord, my soul, my body, my mind and thoughts, my prayers and my hopes, my health and my work, my life and my death, my parents and my family, my friends and my neighbors, my country and all men and women, today and always. And that's a prayer that I would invite each of you listening today to offer yourself. I know that Letting go, right? Opening your hands, unclenching your fists, that can be difficult, especially when you feel scared, when you feel alone, discouraged. I know how hard it is to let go of things that you want or of things that have caused you hurt or whenever you felt disappointed or rejected. But I also believe that God wants to take these things from us so that we don't have to hold them anymore. And guess what happens when we release them, when we release these fears and these expectations that we have? It really frees us to have room for God to give us so much more. One of the most difficult things I think there is to let go of in life is to let go of the life that you wanted. As it says in the book of Proverbs, we must acknowledge that a hope deferred makes the heart sick. If the job never comes, or the spouse is never found, or the wound never fully heals, then the delay and death of good things should make tears run their course. Yet the day must come when we lay aside the weight of an unrealized life, and instead, I love how the scriptures say, to run the actual race that's set before us, 
looking to Christ as the author and finisher, not just of our faith, but of our life story, and to trust that in the end it will be okay, even if it's not okay right now. And man, that can be a hard lesson to learn, right? And a hard thing to let go of, isn't it? Yet the Savior reminds us again and again to let go, right? To not follow Lot's wife's example and and always look back on a previous life. Or in moments like when he says, Whosoever seeketh his life to save it shall lose it, but whosoever loses his life will keep it. There's no question that the life that we hope for can be one of the hardest things to let go of and to lose. Ghosts are more challenging to kill because you can't, right? But we must all forget at times what lies behind, especially when it would impede us from straining forward to what lies ahead. One of the things that I've learned can help the most with this is learn to look towards the life to come, right? Our story is not going to be told or completed just in this life. This is a mere stepping stone. This is an experience, right? And although we want everything to go right in this life, that's not what this life is designed for or meant to be. This is a step along the way to so much more. And when we can develop the capacity to see beyond this life, I believe it can help develop within us the capacity to endure this life in whatever it is that we are asked to go through and to experience. And as we learn to do that, I believe it can really help us to more fully embrace the life that we have because we just, we see it differently. We come to see it not as something, again, that is trying to break us, but as something that is trying to make us into something so much more. And I love the the concept and the thought of that. And that's what can really help us to embrace our life as broken as it, we might sometimes feel it is, is it is also creating within us something very unique and special as we go through and have these experiences in mortality. And one of the things that I think I've learned and am learning better than anything else that is being developed within me through this process is the ability and capacity to not be weary in well-doing, to be patient, to continue to push forward even when things aren't what I want them to be or where I think they should be. Right To be able to develop the capacity and ability to trust and to wait and to not give up. There is power and there is strength in the development of that character trait. While certainly the life that we hope for lost can be one of the hardest things to lose, all of the great stories that are out there in Scripture and really out of Scripture that's ever really been written or conceived by man always teach us this idea of to not tire in waiting, to not give up, that the final resolution will make it all worth it if we just hold on and we keep trying. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland once said in one of my favorite quotes, he said, some blessings come soon, some blessings come late, and some blessings don't come until heaven. But for those who embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ, they come. And I guess that's my message for you today, is that wherever you are in holding on, to whatever it is that you're having a hard time letting go, to just try to take another step closer to unclenching that fist and submitting yourself to God's will. Learning to follow the example of the Savior in saying, not my will, but thine be done, I believe is one of the greatest things that we can learn to do here in life. I know that one day Christ will come again and he will fix everything that was broken. He'll make right everything that was wrong. 
because that's just what he does. And so for now, we may be asked to let go of some things, to hold on and to trust and to simply believe. And my message and hope is that as you create this new life for this new year, you create this vision, put the systems in place and the habits that you also leave room to let go and to trust that life will go, maybe not always the way that you want it to, but the way that it's meant to. And that even if you have to pass through some disappointments and some heartaches and let go of some things that are very difficult to let go of, that you will let go of the life that never came or of the things that you've wanted that you've not been able to receive, that you will instead learn to embrace the life that you have and all that it is and wait patiently for the life that soon shall be. Well, thanks for listening today, everybody. My ask and invitation would be for this week, your focus to be on letting go of whatever it is that you're holding on to. I want you to to take a look at your fist and to close it for just a moment and to imagine whatever it is that you've been holding on to. Anger, a grudge, resentment, hurt, heartache, lost hopes, dreams, whatever it is, and anything that might be causing you any kind of fear. And I want you to look at your hand and picture yourself holding it. And then I want you to let go, to unclench that fist, to open it completely and say, today, God, I am giving this to you and trusting you with it because I know that by letting go of these things, I will be able to receive so much more. Now have a great week, everybody, learning to let go. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to The Drive.